I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I think Fury is many things right now, and I'm disappointed in some of them. But the one thing I don't think he is is a coward. You got the five in mind? I've got him on the phone. Corner. Be careful, Ben. There's a, there is a line... But I understand what yeah. you're doing. You're supposed to be the boxing expert. I'm the know-nothing. I know. I, I thought you was a boxing expert. Jeez. <laughs> I know that. I thought I was just the brains, no? I yeah. thought I was just the face brains of, this. of the operation. <laughs> if that's the case, then we're all. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at, boys? <laughs> Welcome to Talk Boxing with Simon Jordan and Spencer Oliver. This is episode 59. And we'd like to thank you for all those who voted for us to get our silver. But like Ben Whitaker, me and Spence over there, I'm not a collector. You're a collector of silvers, though, aren't you? I'm you a do like silvers, silver. aren't you? Yeah. Well, I don't like them because when I heard silver, I, I did tell you the story. First loser, 1994 Commonwealth Games, won the silver medal. Haven't took it out of the drawer since for that reason. <sighs> right, we're good to go. <laughs> did I tell you who I boxed? Oh no, yeah. carry on, carry on. Busy week, lots of stuff going on. I suppose the biggest news was obviously the bombshell that dropped on the world, and uh, given that, that uh, Sky had announced the broadcasting of this fight, that the Fury Usyk fight mm. was postponed. Yeah. What was your first reaction, by the way? Um, I was upset, really, that why it wasn't happening, because we've been waiting so long for this undisputed fight. Last one, you know, 1999, when you go Amanda Holyfield, Lennox yep. Lewis. A long time coming, and I thought we were finally going to get it, you know? Yep. And, oh yeah, I was disappointed. I was, I was quite gutted. I saw the footage, actually. Um, you actually sent me the footage. I did. You sent me the footage before it even broke. Um, I looked at it. I knew it was legit. I mean, I know there was a lot of mm. you know rumours circulating. Was it mm. real? Was it old footage? No, it was legit. It was one of those things. One of those things that happens in sparring. Fury yep. spars with an open head guard. Um, maybe maybe not the best thing to do. And he got you caught. Know, a couple of weeks and he got caught. Yeah. He got caught with a shot and it sort of went through. Maybe the uppercut hit landed as well. And it was just one of those what things. What do you make of the reaction? I mean, I know the fight's been rearranged, which is the important part, right? Because everyone got their knickers in a twist and got into a bunch yeah. over it. And the first thing that happened was there was a social media sort of reaction to it, which was a lot of people doubted the integrity of the circumstances, questioned the validity of whether it was a cut, started to question Tyson Fury again. And I know you're not supposed to say these things, yeah. because all of a sudden you get categorised as a hater, yeah. which, by the way, is it's just the way that people say that you can't make yeah. anything other than praise. But are you surprised? Because, I mean, Adam Catrell said something over the weekend that seems to have irritated a few people uh, and got Frank Warren's knickers in a bunch yeah. about um, the inconsistency of Tyson Fury, which is undeniable. One minute he's yeah. retiring, next minute he's not. Then he's going to fight somebody, yeah. then he's not, right? So I don't think it's an unfair comment. But the reaction from the social media towards Tyson Fury isn't 
very positive, and it should be positive because he's the British yep. heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Listen, it's like the boy that cried wolf. It's like Tyson Fury has been the instigator of that himself. You go back to David Hay, Tyson Fury, when that fight was meant to happen in 2013, David Hay got cut. And if you look at the comments from Tyson Fury, calling him a coward, yep. saying that, you know, saying that it was not a legitimate cut and he'd, he'd been manufactured, he'd had it done himself, all that sort of stuff. He's got to expect a bit of backlash himself because that's, you know, that's the game he plays. You know, do you Fury, think there's anything to do? Fury is very vocal. So I just think that, you know, he's got to expect that. We know, look, looking at the footage, we understand that it's legit. It happens. It's, it's unfortunate. It, it happens. happens. No one's... But he's going to get the backlash. Yeah, but do you, do you not think that, in part, I mean, I have been a huge, a massive admirer of Tyson Fury's over the years, um, both as a boxer, because I attribute the opportunities others have got as a result of him beating Klitschko and opening up the division, right? and the remarkable scenario of coming back um, after a long layoff and, and beating Deontay Wilder with only a couple of fights in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. but, but I've become sort of disillusioned with him because I think his attitude is appalling. Mm -hmm. I think those around him has been pretty poor, where if you say anything, anything that they don't like, they call you a hater. Yeah. They, then, they then turn around and say that you're trying to use them to get money uh, and yeah. that you make money out of them and they won't give you that opportunity. Do you think any of the reasons why people's reaction over the weekend, the initial reaction, oh, it's a, it's this, he's trying yeah. to get out of the fight. Do you think any of that is to do with Tyson's recent sort of attitude and outlook and Definitely. those around him, the, the, the management team he's got around him, like Spencer yeah. Brown, his dad's outbursts and stuff like that. Definitely. Do you think some of that is, is contributing towards the sort of a little bit of disdain that shouldn't be there for this fellow who's at the top of the tree. To to totally. I mean, you know, you only got to look at it's, it's the behaviour of Tyson Fury himself. And he goes out there and, you know, love or hate him. And for, for, you know, for what he does, social media, he's calling people out, you know, and he will make remarks about people pulling out of fights, etc. He's got to expect, expect it himself. I'm totally, you know, it's totally expected. And listen, he knows the truth. He knows what it is. The, the fight's been re-announced for May the 18th, yeah. which... By the way, I don't know if he's too soon that. I was that is a you, bad, is, that's a is bad that, is that, he's, he's not going to be able to spar for, what, two months? So I've been speaking to various cut, cut men um, about that, about the safari of that cut and how bad it was. Yeah. And do they think that May the 18th is a realistic time? A couple of top cut men um, who believe that's not enough time because it's... Uh, um, I think it's the old scar yeah. that was open from Otto Wallin. It looks like the old well, scar. Frank Warren said it wasn't. Yeah, no, he but... He it's on the other eye. Look at the photos. Right. Have a look at the photos. I've got, I've got them on there actually. If you have a look at the photos, it's the same eye. Well, he must. So, look, I mean, he, he must think he can do it. And the fact of the matter is, look, only, only, only they know he's been yeah. stitched up. That you know, he would have had medical advice, and, and obviously, Turkey Al Sheikh would not put the fight on May the 18th if it wasn't a realistic date. So let's take it for what yeah. it is. Yeah. I would just like to, to move the dial on. I would like. But that word coward, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to ask you that yeah. question because one of the things that was thrown around was by. Yeah, he just Clemas, right? Yeah. He came straight out and made some comments about Tyson Fury has got himself hit in the head with a frying pan to get out of this fight. Yeah. And then called him a coward. Yeah. Which I don't think, I think Fury is many things right now and I'm disappointed in some of them. But the one thing I don't <laughs> think he is, is a coward. He's not a coward. What's, wh wh why are they feeling yeah, like I, I think like he just, uh, I think that just spurted out of his mouth. I don't think that it was sort of like, uh, I don't think that was an intentional dig at Fury as in like, I know he said it, but I don't think he actually meant that. I think he was just the heat of the moment type talking about... Well, he's a big boy, he knows what he said. He does know what yeah. he said, but he apologised for it as well, by the way. He said, I didn't say that. And then Tyson Fury said, if you didn't say that, 
Den, I apologise to you, but I think he right. just was basically saying, I f***ed up, basically. Yeah. And, yeah, one thing Tyson Fury is not, he's a coward. That is, you know, we, we can we can underline I mean, that Fair right play now. to him. They've got back in the ring quick. I mean, it'll be disappointing if he gets into that fight and Usyk opens up that cup. My concern, Simon, is that May the 18th is very soon. And when I saw, when I saw the cut, I thought that's going to take some healing, that. You've got to look at the, you know, the time process. I know that, you know, the photos that we saw online, he looked in great shape right now. So that's fine. The fitness will be good, but you've still got to get fighting fit. You have to have that sparring, right? That, that cut, he's not going to be able to spar for the best part. I think Frank Warren said it, two, three months. Mm. That takes us into the fight. Yep. He's going to need to spar. And my worry is, my concern is that if he spars too soon, let's say if he spars in six weeks, that's going to be very tender well, still. They must know what they're doing. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, you would think they'd know what they're doing. I mean, I know that the, the Helgovich said he would step in and fight um, Usyk yeah, yeah. Um, if that was the if they needed to have the bill on on February the seventeenth. Um, but I think if we waited two years on longer for an undisputed and twenty five years for undisputed, mm. but two or three years to have, or certainly eighteen months to have this fight, then we can wait another three months, can't we? Oh, absolutely. Look, look, it happens. You go back to uh, you know when you know Muhammad Ali boxed George Foreman. Yeah. George Foreman got cut. The fight got delayed. The fight eventually went ahead. And, and you know, the same will happen with this one. I just hope, for Tyson Fury's sake, that, you know, that he does get through the training camp because that's the concern now. Because if, it's, if it is a reoccurring scar that had opened, then we've got a problem because the scar tissue will be soft. Yep. And let's well, hope he can I'm get through his training. That, I mean, I'm assuming that they, would, they will know what they're doing. But listen, yeah. sticking with the Fury camp, I mean, what do you make of this ridiculousness going on between... I know you're going to ask me this. Well, it's like Grandpa Monster, isn't he? Yeah. Um, John Fury. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and this video with Carl Froch. I mean, Carl, um, to, to get it right, Carl basically mm. has questioned Fury's record, hasn't he? Tyson Fury's son. And said and no. said something similar to what Adam Cattrall said a while ago. is He's had six world title fights, yeah. three against the same fella, two against people yeah. that he's already beaten. Right? Yeah. And he then said, you know, we also need to look at Fury in the rounds. Yeah. And John Fury's got... Well, John's had a dig at, uh, at now at Cole saying, listen, a have a look. He's trying to, trade, trying to trade on his name. Yeah. He's jealous and all that rubbish. Yeah. Don't talk about, you know, resumes and, yeah. and you know, and, and legacies, etc. Look, Cole Frotch, you're a bum. Da, da. Yeah. Listen, Cole yeah. Frotch is one of the greatest fighters yeah, no, that Britain has ever yeah. produced. Like, Jeez. you look at his legacy and his resume, it's pretty impressive. What I would say with John Fury, look, I think he's great entertainment and he sells a fight and he, he does a great thing. We live in a world, you know, of showmanship and he does that. All right, fair play to him. That's the role that he's adopted. Be careful what you wish for though, John, because Cole Frotch is a serious... No, yeah, what? We don't want that. I no, mean, of course we don't. It's not, it's not Grandpa Monster, it's Uncle Fester. <laughs> That's the one I was looking for. Look what I'm saying. I don't want to see Uncle Fester coming in on the ring on his Zimmer frame, right? Yeah. yeah. Fighting Carl Frotch, right? In front of, in front of this... Yeah. 90,000 Wembley yeah. Stadium. I know. Oh, oh, come on. Now. I spoke to I mean, Cole we're about all it. mugs, but we can't be that big. We're not going to pay to watch that, are we? I spoke to Cole about it on Saturday night, and he said, listen, he's got to be very careful, mate, because don't get the, don't bring, don't wake the Cobra up. Don't bring him out of retirement, because, you know, he's no, still in Carl, good nick. Carl, Carl, you cannot be yeah. involved in this. <laughs> yeah. You cannot get involved in listen, this. There's, you, no, there's you, no credibility. No, you, no you've got I've to be... Never seen, have you ever seen anybody in sport have their old man be so prevalent? No, this, uh, I tell you what, we can ask um, Frotchy next week, can't we? Because we've got him in next week. Nice. So we'll ask him. Nice. And we'll put he it got... on him. If he dares to suggest that he can't help himself and he wants the old cashola, mate. Right? 
we'll make sure that we listen, discredit him to his face. Absolutely. Look, listen, uh, one thing, Watch on fighting. one thing, right, that, that Cole is still in great shape, loves a scrap, he's only got to be tempted, and the second thing... This is a 56-year-old, 57-year-old man. Simon, this is the most important thing. Is he that, is he this is the most important thing. As you know Cole quite well, like I do, the guy loves a pound note. Well, that's my point. And he, loves, and he don't like spending a pound note, by the way. That goes to you, Cole. We know that. He don't like spending a pound note, but he loves a pound note. So be careful what you wish for, John. That's but all I say. But the worst thing about that is, before we drop this sort of mundane subject, is if they got 90,000 fans, you'd have to walk around now for years listening to Carl Frotch say, I've got 90,000 fans to fight for yeah. Uncle Festa. Yeah, retract that I'm statement, John Fury, please. I'm just saying. Here are. More, more friends in the Fury gang for me. Better be Ev. Bivol, date Love confirmed. Be the best fight. June 1st. The best fight in boxing right now. Yeah, love it. Great fight. Would you Who pick? wins? Where do you go? Do you think, I was, do you think you'll have a rematch attached? I was, I was actually, I was actually big on Bivol. I just thought that Bivol yeah. would, would dominate him. With his discipline. Yeah. With his discipline, you know, and his boxing IQ and all the rest of it. And after, after the last performance from Better Be Ever against Callum Smith, I just looked at him and thought, you know what, this guy, is better than I thought because he's not just a wrecking machine. He's not just a monster with incredible strength and, and brilliant punching power. He's actually got a great, great boxing brain as well. And what we saw there was the how when he boxed Anthony Yard, he was getting caught by silly shots. Better be maybe a lack of respect towards Anthony Yard, but he was getting caught a couple of times and he had to dig deep actually. But against Callum Smith, you saw he made those little adjustments. Mm -hmm. He was catching the shots well. But this guy is serious. Yeah, so it's a problem. I go for, I, I, I go for Arta better be heavy to win that. So do I. Yeah. So do I. Do you think they'll have a rematch clause in that fight? Because that, that, that will affect people like Josh Boetzi. Yeah, it, if, if I'm honest, a fight of that magnitude and what they both achieved, I think a, a rematch clause is, is, is worthy. I think they deserve it, as long as it's not a one-sided mauling. Yeah. Which I don't no, think, I don't think it, it will be. be. No. I don't think it will no. be. I mean, before we go on to the fight on Saturday night that you and I both were at and both really enjoyed, and the undercard we yeah. enjoyed as well, um, on the undercard of Bivol versus Betabiev, you've got Matchroom's five versus Queensbury's five. Yeah, I like it. Mm. You got the five in mind? I've got them on the phone. Go on then. I've spent a bit of time here, mate. Why do you keep putting your cheap old Louboutin soles up in front of the camera like people want to see I'll, it? All right, I'll, do you want to tell the story about the Louboutins? They're knockoffs, you know Look, knock you've got your, like, your granddad's slippers on <laughs> and you haven't had them on. They weren't on yesterday. What did you have on yesterday? What was I, you wearing I, yesterday? I can't remember. Yeah. Well, let's ask Pat. Pat, what did he have on yesterday? Blue suede. Blue suede Le Boutons. There you go. Right, anyway, let's move As on. As opposed to Pat who was wearing a thong. <laughs> right, here we go. Here we go. So this is my five versus five. So I'm going Anthony Yard versus Callum Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. On June the 1st? Yeah. Even though, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going Nick Ball versus Lee Wood. It's another fight that I would like to see. Okay, very good. Daniel Dubois versus Philip Hergovic. Okay. Even though Hergovic is the manager for the IBF. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Daniel Dubois, you know, I think I he's doing he really well. He's coming off a good yeah. win against Jerome Miller. And I think it's an interesting fight. Why the titles are tied up? I think it's a great fight. And you like this one. Mo Moses and Tama versus Johnny Fisher. Oh, okay. That's a good fight. I can hear yeah. the groans out there. It's, mm. it's a decent fight, isn't it? And then Hamza, Hamza Shiraz yep. versus Felix Cash. And I like Hamza boxing out there, obviously, because of the Middle East mm. connection and whatnot. And I think that's a great fight. See, I'm, I'm, I just want to see... Um, you're, I want to see Anthony Yard in with Josh Boetzi. And I want to see that next. 
I yeah. don't want to see. No. I don't want to see Anthony Yard in with Callum Smith. Yeah, the only reason that I because think I don't that, like Callum Smith. The, the, I do no, like the only Smith. the only reason I put that fight in there, Yard versus Smith, which is, is because I think it's an attractive fight. Both need a win after after their losses. Of course. And obviously with the connection with Matchroom and Queensbury, that will be able to happen yeah. out in South. So you're a sellout. I want British fights. In England, no, I do. I'm not. I'm just telling you. Ask me my five versus you're five. On the, you're on a Saudi gravy right now. You're Jango, twisting you? it. See, that's what you're great at. You're twisting it. Unbelievable. You ask me a question, I give you my five fights, and you twisted it. No, that's what I'm you do. Giving, I'm just giving. And now you back me in a corner, and I feel like I shouldn't have said it. Giving an alternate view. I mean, why? Why did you do that? I think it's probably a list of things that you. Should I think have we said need to talk about it. Right. Why do you do that? No, I'm just making <laughs> you accountable for what you've said. Okay. But yeah, listen, interesting fights, and and if they, uh, do you think any of them are realistic besides your wish list? I do. To be fair. I think they're realistic. I think that, I'd say the one that I do think is realistic is um, Callum Smith versus Yard. Do you? I think, that, I think that Eddie will push for that. And I think that obviously it's a fight that but, but, Queensbury but, would like as well. I, I mean, I know that Queensbury, didn't you, didn't you? I mean, I heard Frank the other day saying before the Boachi uh, Aziz fight that he was going to be watching it because he had vested interest in it because he saw that fight as being yeah. a fight he could make with yeah. Anthony Yard. Yeah. That's a great fight as well. Like great, that. Him, him uh, I think, fight, yeah, it's a stadium fight. So I think that would land here. Park. But Saudi money might take Smith versus Yard. What I'm saying is that that's just a fight that I would like to see. But I would, I would prefer the Boatsy versus uh, Yard fight. That is the fight. That, that is the fight that I would prefer right, as a fan. Let's talk about. Let's talk about um, the fight on Saturday, um, and then we'll talk about whether if Yard fights Boatsy and what you think the outcome on that's going to be. But let's talk about Josh Boatsy versus Dan Aziz on Saturday. Yeah. As, as I said, we both went there. You know that Josh Boetzi, I took Noel Gallagher with me. Clank, name drop. Right? I but interviewed you both. You did. But Josh didn't even know who Noel Gallagher was. Well, He didn't even know. What do you mean? He, he didn't know who Noel Gallagher was. What, 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 what rock's he been hiding under? What are you going God on God only knows. God only who knows. Who doesn't know Noel Gallagher? I, I tell you what, I had worse when I was in football. I had a player called Clinton Morrison. I love Clinton. Who's he? Um, he was a forward. Oh, who's he? But we were, out, we, were out in, um, <laughs> we were out in Spain training, right? Yeah. And... Clinton Morrison and Bill Wyman, who was in the Rolling Stones, right? Yeah, yeah. Bill yeah. was a Palace fan, comes down and he says, uh, can I come and watch the lads train? And I went, yeah, of course you can. So he came down and watched them. And he was doing a gig, I don't know, with, with Tom Waite or someone in, in, mm. in Malaga. So he said, I'll leave all the lads tickets, right? And I said, if uh, Clinton used a ticket to go and watch him, he said, who's he? I said, Bill Wyman. Who's he? I said, he's in the Rolling Stones. He said, who are they? No way. This is what you're dealing with, <laughs> Clinton. Didn't even know oh, wow. who the Rolling Stones were. Oh, wow. And now we've got, and now we've got, I can't, Joshua Boetzi, who doesn't know who Oasis are. I can't believe that. I, I, what do you do I, with these kids? You know what? And he's just been on your show, actually. I wish you told me that before, because mm. you'd have had to have a word of him. Anyway, more meaningfully. Yes. The fight itself. Um, I thought it was a great fight. I thought Brilliant it took fight. a couple of rounds to catch on fire. Um, and both of them played their part. I mean, all the attention will be on Josh. Dan Aziz played his part, but what did you make of the fight? Old school throwback fight, which which delivered. You know, we talked about that and we talked about their journeys, you know, getting to this point and Boatsy was miles ahead, but Aziz had earned that right. And it sort of balanced out and it was probably a 60-40 fight in many ways. You lean towards Boatsy. I think we went that way. Um, Noel actually nailed it with, the, with his did, with yeah, analysis with the before yeah. the fight. He's actually. now a boxing aficionado. Actually, yeah, course, yeah. <laughs> I bet he is, yeah. 
But um, yeah, no, it, it, it played out how I thought it was going to go. That, that, that Dan Aziz was always going to be an aggressor. He's the one, you know, that is sort of, he lacks the talent, but he, he, you know, he's got a big Natural heart ability, yeah. and he just grafts and all that. And Joshua Boitze, the difference between the two was that Boitze could go through the levels. Yeah, he picked it up when he had to pick it up. You know, like when he felt that Aziz was maybe getting back into it, he picked it up. He controlled the space well, so he could take a breather when he wanted to. And he picked it up when he had to. Whereas... So when we started out, like Aziz really, he was sort of in fifth gear from about the second or third round on. And so he was going all the time and Boatsy was taking it up a level, bringing it down. He was controlling the mm. fight in many ways. And that was the difference between winning and losing. But Aziz done well, man. Well uh, fight. Yeah. But I was surprised though, at how easy Josh was to hit at times. Because they both took some big yeah. shots. Now, I don't know whether that was because he is easy to hit uh, when it comes in top or whether it's because of the nature of this fight. Because... I said to Josh, and, and I say it to you now, mm. this, irrespective of the professionalism and the fact that both of these boys said, put aside our personal relationship, yeah. we're in the business of fighting, and when it comes on to top, that's mm. what we do, and, it's, you know, and we'll take away any feelings that we have towards one another. But when you're in that ring and you've got a rival that's also a very close friend, yeah. which they clearly are, yeah. does it change the dimensions of the fight? Because does it change? Because I, I actually genuinely Did agree. you ask him that? I I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's a, there's and, a reason and, and, for and behind I, it. And I, think, and I think that he kind of acknowledged it because I think, with all due respect to Dan, I think he could have stopped him in the 12 rounds. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There was 30 seconds to go in the 12th round. I'm glad you said that because there was 20, 30 seconds to go in the 12th round. I think as he's hitting, um, sorry, Boatsy hit him with an uppercut, hit him with another uppercut, then he followed through the right hand. Dan was gone at that point, and there was 30 seconds left in the round. And instead of Joshua Boatsy pushing on, he stepped back. And a lot of people took that as, oh, he's blown a gasket, he's tired, he's got no. No, I didn't see it that way. I went, no, I know what's going on here. They've had a, they've had a war here, they go back a long way. There's a lot of history between these two. And he wants him to see the final bell. He thinks that he deserves to see the final bell, which he did, Dan Aziz. But I, you just you got that feeling. I thought, well, 30 seconds ago, I'll go, perhaps he could have pushed on there, and he didn't. Listen, it was what it was. And he turned out, whether he did or whether he didn't... He got it, the result. Yeah, he got the result. So. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if you thought that both of them were knockdowns. But did you I, ask him that, by the way? I did, and he's not going to say yes, because the one thing he's not going to do is discredit Dan Aziz. Yeah, he's no. not going to turn around and listen, let the narrative Dan is, be, yeah. I stepped off, is he? Yeah. Because then that no. will make him, make him look like he's mugging off his mate. Yeah, absolutely. It was a proper fight. It was a good fight. You know, and I think most yeah. people, once, they, once it got going and it caught on fire and the audience got involved, because I thought at times the auditorium needed to have a little bit more atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But once it started to get the atmosphere and it started to see that this fight was a proper fight, and these boys are landing on one another and they're not stepping off. I could see the class difference between yeah. the two. 
with no disrespect to Dan. Yeah, I, I agree. can see the level. But I'll tell you what I took away from it. The worry of the level step up that Josh has got to go to. Styles make fights and Craig Richards fought Dimitri Bivol yeah. and everyone felt that Bivol, you know, if yeah. Craig had been a bit more, not brave, but had been a bit mm. more believing of himself, he could have won that fight. But in recent times, Bivol has looked like the class act that we know him to be. Yeah. Paterbiev, or better Biev, sorry, has looked like a well-beater in the gates yeah. of whoever he's been in with, right? Yeah. And it feels to me that Josh has got a big step up. Well, the problem you've got in the light heavyweights is that, you know, there's certain, certain divisions that have got, like, not just world champions. They've got pound for pound. Like, elite, like, you know, pound for pound ones, yeah. And unfortunately for him, you've got better Biev and you've got Paterbiev, uh, uh, sorry, better Biev and, and Bivol in there. Yeah. And that's the big problem that, that them two are they're, they're levels, you know, and, and that's where Bwites is. So listen, there's some big fights for him out there. But it is though. a big I mean, what we saw on Saturday night, to be able to fight against Bivol and Better Biev, there needs to be another set of levels in Josh Bwatsi, because what we saw Saturday night doesn't beat either of those, does it? You can't take them shots against one no. of those two. That's that, what that, I that, that, that absolutely. And that's why I make the case, and I said it yeah. to Josh, and I'll say it to you, that the interim fight for me, for Josh Bwatsi, economically as well as logistically, yeah. is Anthony Yard. 100%. I because think for the British fans as well. Yeah, because you Yard's know, been in twice with two yeah. world, you know, with, with Kovalov, right? Yeah. And with um, uh, Better Beer. Yeah. Looked good against Better Beer. Looked yeah. good in the first fight and could have won the first yeah. world title fight yeah. he had. So if he goes in and beats Yard, it is a massive uh, uptick on his resume, a massive confidence builder and a massive mm. level adjuster, yeah. isn't it? Well, if you look at where they're both sat now, I think that if you had... That fight was made tomorrow, and you had Yard versus Boatsy made tomorrow. I think that Yard would start the favourite, yep. because he's even in defeat, yep. he's improving, yep. you know, and he's not he's not had an extensive amateur yep. pedigree. He come from a white collar background. He uh, he done a couple of white collar fights, turned professional, so he's learnt his trade on the job really, and he's still improving. Mm. Whereas Boatsy, you look at him and you go back to his and last fight, back. absolutely. Mm. But you like so you see those improvements even in the losses that he's had. Well, actually, you look and you go back in his last fight against Stepien. I mean, against Craig Richards, he looked good, but then, you know, Richards is a good fighter himself. Yeah. That was a tough fight. He goes last fight against Stepien. You look at that and you go, that was a little bit lackluster. That you're getting hit with a little bit too much. You look a little bit one-dimensional at times. Yeah. And and we saw it there as well against I mean, Aziz. Like you say, I think that you nailed it. As in, you know, Dan Aziz, who's not the fastest fighter. Yes, he's very persistent and he just keeps plugging away and he looks to systematically break his opponents down, but. There were times there when you're going, Bwatsi is taking shots that he shouldn't be taking. And against a different calibre of fighter, you would be made to pay for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, I think Bwatsi versus Yard, if they can make it, is a stadium fight. It's the fight. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I was to own Palace, I'd have it at Palace. And I know Josh yeah. would want it at Sellers Park. And I think they can build that fight. Yeah. And that fight can sell and be a stadium fight. Because I think Josh has done himself the world of good with that mm. fight on Saturday night. It was live on Sky. Yeah. The audience was, was a full house. Um, at, uh, at Wembley Arena. Yeah. Um, and Yard, in the last fights that we've seen him, is impressive. Yeah, very. And he's lost a better BF. So I, I think, and I know Ben wants that. Ben Shalom yeah. would like that to be a stadium fight in, in Britain. And I hope that it can be. You think, this, right? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the same with you. I'm, I'm ex exactly with that. I, I love that. To sticking, sticking with light heavies, it's been a bit of a furore, and I don't really understand why. And, and a couple of people, my mates on Saturday night, were irritated by it. And, and, and Noel Gallagher thought it was unnecessary. I'm talking about Ben Whittaker. Yeah. And his um, antics, his showboating. His lack of respect for his opponent, probably a better way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's a remarkable talent. Ben. Showman. And I think some of the stuff that he did was engaging and interesting. Mm. 
But what, where, where are you on Ben Whittaker well, and some of this stuff? I'll, here it is, Simon. What's everyone talking about from that show? And we had a, we had a classic there at the top of the bill. What's everyone talking about? Yeah. They're talking about Ben, ben Whittaker. Yeah. So, mission accomplished. Yeah. That's what he's all about. He's a showman. You speak to him off, you know, you speak to him, you know, outside of boxing, off camera. Lovely kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Really, really nice, humble guy. But that's what he does. And we live in a world of showmanship, right? And so, love it, hate it. He's going to be a bit of a Marmite character. But you've got Same to... Same as Nazim, you've got, right? Absolutely. That's what I said. I said, you go back to the days. You even go back further, like when you're talking about Muhammad Ali, Nazim. And then you go, like, Nazim, Hamid, they're showmen. People didn't like it initially at first. But when you recognise how good he is, you're going to appreciate it and just let him do it. Well, I mean, Hector Macho Camacho was a bit uh, like that, uh, wasn't Exactly it? the same. You know, you know but, if you can fight. Yeah. And of course, you know, from my yeah. point of view, I think there was a line. I, don't, I think the referee practised his little demonstration in the mirror, didn't he, about the fact he could remonstrate with yeah. Ben because he's done yeah. a pirouette. Um, but I think he's a real talent, and I, I'll be interested to see where they match him next. Mm. I think, what, Louis Emberton is the next one out for him, potentially? Yeah, yeah Edmondson, yeah, yeah. Louis, Louis Edmondson, yeah. Mm. That's a good fight, by the way. Bit Louis, of bad blood Louis there, is a good, good fighter as well. Mm. Bad blood, it's been a build-up, and that's the, that's, the, that's the road that they're going to take him. I mean, where Whitaker's at, you know, what is he now? Six and oh? Six and oh, five KOs or something. Where he's at right now, he's going, he would take the loser. Like he said, give me Dan Aziz. I want to fight Dan Aziz. Too but early. That's what I go. It is too early. What I'm saying is, that's the confidence and the self belief yeah, in be, his own. He needs to be matchmade. Well, yeah, but that's what they're going to do with him. Yeah. But I think if they, if, they, if they do it right, I think, that he, I think he could be the next it's big, important big British that, boxing It's important star. that he stays busy, right? Yeah. They've got to get him out maybe three yeah. times this year. And, right. and injury free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but great, great, but like, unbelievable talent. I really enjoyed that performance, by the way. I, know I did that, too. I know that he I took a lot too. of criticism. I did I too. I thought it was brilliant. I sat there and like, you know, like you say, like spinning around, back flicking yeah. and, and all that. I went, be careful, Ben. There's a, yeah. There is a line, but I understand what yeah. you're doing. It made, you know it made, what I mean? He's a piss take. It made me laugh. Yeah. And the balance and poise that it took to do it. But we'll see. I'll be interested to see if he can do it when he goes up a level. I think he'll have other things on his mind but, when he's starting to get. But he's got people level. talking, and that is that is but the I, most. I, I tell you, yeah, absolutely right. But the only most people talking about you is people not talking about you. Yeah. But I do think that when he was when he put him down, when he put Carly down, yeah. in the second round, I think it was body shot. I yeah. think he thought the job was done. Yeah. And I think he was a little bit surprised. Yeah. That the fella came back and was game. Well, and gave him a couple more problems. Listen, he's just recently taken Dan Aziz the distance. Like he's a mm. tough guy, you know. If you look at him and. It was the other one, Zach Parker, he took seven yeah. rounds. Like, this guy, he knows how to survive. He knows how to get in there. And when he went down in the second round, the corner man was up. He was, on, he was ready to throw the towel in. But Ben started pissing around again and doing a little bit. And he sort of let him off the hook a little bit. Like you say, I think he thought it was one more shot and that was it. But he recognised, hold on a minute, I'm going through the levels a little bit. And these guys come back a little bit. So, good learning fight for him. What did you... Um, change the subject, Connor Ben. I saw yeah. Connor... Um, and the face-off, uh, the, the interview that Eddie Hearn um, um, uh, orchestrated, yep. where Eddie was sat in the middle and Pete Dobson was sat on one side and Conor Ben was sat on the other. And Conor yeah. was quite ferocious in his yeah. attitude and making um, light of Pete Dobson and suggesting that he yeah. was nervous and his knees yeah. were shaking, which, by the way, his knees were juddery. Yeah, yeah, and Pete yeah. Dobson told us about him being the best-kept secret and that ultimately if Conor Ben met him in the middle of the ring, uh, it was an unwise, dumb fool to have yeah. done so. Conor got a victory on points. Yeah. Dobson played his part in that, by the way. He, he, he yeah. pushed Connor a couple of times there in that fight as well. And it was like, look, Connor Ben was expected to get rid of Peter Dobson. Dobson, like you say, was like maybe the occasion, he didn't handle the occasion that well. I don't think he was used to the bright lights. Like you say, his knees knocking a little bit and all that. But he wasn't a bad fighter. He had a 16-0 record, yeah. you know, with a good knockout percentage. Was it nine knockouts or something? 
What did I make of it? Look, I thought it was an entertaining fight, yeah. to be fair. I thought Dodson played his part in that fight. And I think what we recognised there was a go like, you know, the punch power for Conor Ben wasn't there, the shots well, were landing, people, but it didn't you know, have... You know what people are going to say. Yeah, that, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. didn't have the same effect, the punches, and you just go, OK, all right, it is what it is. Yeah. That's two on the spin now that have gone the distance. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, social media is... Like, a, a fight's made on social media these days. Because, yeah. like, you know, like... President's Conor Ben now calling mate, out Javante Davis, calling him a little munchkin, yeah. and he go, is that, is that how you get a fight? You go, no, you've got, you got to go... We need to see him in with someone better than Peter Dobson, put it that way, you know? Like, yeah. if you're going to talk about boxing Javante Davis, Davis Devin Haney, like, calling out all the big names, Chris Eubank Jr., we need to see so he's stepping it up a well, little bit. Well, I mean, he's got a challenge, hasn't he? Because he can't fight people in, in, in this country at this moment in time. And mm. people are going to be slightly concerned about the perception of fighting him until certain things are cleared up. I saw Robert Smith on Saturday evening yeah. and asked him, hold on, last time you saw, you know, when's Connor's appeal? When is it? And... February, uh, I think it's right. in the first. It's in the second week of February, I think. Okay. And some of the delay was because Connor is over in Las Vegas fighting. Okay. So we'll get to that point where Connor will be in a situation where he knows his destiny one mm -hmm. way or t'other. But go to your point. I mean, about people calling one another out on social media. Presidents get elected on social media. Yeah. But he's calling out, you know, big names. Javante, Devin Haney. Yeah. Come I mean, on, mate. He needs Come to, on, mate. No, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Don't take the piss. Mm, I get that you want a big fight and, and all that. I totally that's understand I that, but that's what I we're talking levels yeah. here, man. Like, you know, you got you need to own your right to get to that sort of level. You know, when you're talking about the TFM, Lopez, Devin Haney, yeah, you got to go. Javante Davis, you, go you know, you can't go. Peter Dobson, Javante so. Davis. So, um, be interesting to see if um, uh, Chris Eubank Senior's wish comes to fruition, which is Harlem Eubank fighting yeah. Connor. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I forgot to mention, and neglectful of me, Adam Azim and Caroline Dubois yeah. on Saturday night on the undercards. Um, Adam Azim, uh, Enoch Paulson. I've got to tell you, that was a lacklustre performance. Yeah, that, like, that's what I thought. Forget the ending. Was it the fifth round? In the fifth round when he dislocated his shoulder, Enoch, that was a, a reoccurring injury. That's why yeah, I think he lost the European title originally because of injury. Um, he didn't lose it in the ring. He lost it outside the ring. So, obviously, he'd come here wanting to win that fight. And Paulson was, he was a tricky sort of customer, but... Yeah. It was a lacklustre performance from Adam Azim. I think he looks a little bit one-dimensional, if I'm totally honest. At times, he was winning the fight and winning every round. He wasn't but sharp. I was, ex was I was expecting more, and you know it happens. It, but he won. You know, fights, and, but he and, won. And, and, I mean, I was sitting directly behind Barry McGuigan, and he was very vociferous yeah. about what, what, trying to get Adam to work in a certain space and yeah. not give him too much, uh, too many opportunities, yeah. and get his jab going. But listen, what about um, Caroline? I, that was an entertaining fight, uh, Miranda Riez. She was tough, man. She comes, what was she, 7-1-1, one, one, coming in there, beat a couple of former world champions previously in the fights before. And we knew, like, when you looked at them, you sized them up, we thought, Riaz looks way too small. She should be campaigning at Super Feather, really. Way too small. But she gave Caroline a good good tussle. You know, I think it was a good learning fight for Caroline Dubois. She wants to go on bigger things. She's talking about Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron, those sort of names. And that was a good, you know, I think it was a good learning fight for Caroline. She got some good rounds under her belt, but... I was impressed with Reyes, who she stuck in there and it made for a really entertaining fight. And she, you know, she gave it to um, Caroline, Caroline a couple yeah. of times. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? I thought the whole show, by the way, so did was, I. It, was, it was a very entertaining yeah, so show. I. It was good. Yeah. Boxer needed that. Yeah, I think so did that, I. So did yeah I. it was very I good. Mean, I'd I mean, I, again, I say, because I've made this point so that people who get all petted lips about things, yeah, I do yeah. think the atmosphere could have been a bit better yeah. at times. So it's not just said about you lot and Saudi, is it? Um, but. Um, 
but I thought the overall thing was uh, the, the, yeah. the event was well put together. Very, very the card good. was good, and each fight had its own merits, mm. didn't it? Yeah, very, um, very good. Listen, a couple of other things before we go, just to close off. TFML Lopez is back this weekend. Yeah. Um, Jermaine um, Lo um, Ortiz. Good yeah, fight. good fight. Good yeah. fight. Ortiz has only lost previously once. That was in the unanimous decision to uh, Lomachenko. Mm -hmm. So it shows where he sort of sat. He's a decent fighter. Beat Jarrell. Um, yeah, Jarrell Hemmings, is it? I think it is. Herrings. Herrings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, he beat him. Now, he, look, he's You're supposed to be the boxing expert. I'm the know-nothing. I know. I, I thought you was the boxing expert. Please. <laughs> I know that. I thought I was just the brains, no? I yeah. thought I was just the face the brains of, of the operation. If that's the case, then we're all... <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at, boys? <laughs> so, yeah, look, look, he was a decent fighter. He's a, he's a, he's a decent fighter. It's a good fight. He's yeah. a switch hitter. And um, Tifimo Lopez last time out against Taylor looked yeah. back to his best. Mm -hmm. If he boxes like that, he wins the fight. But um, Ortiz is a good fighter. Good fight. And, uh, yeah, it's a good So, we've got Hamza Shiraz out as well. Yeah, against Shira. Liam Williamson, who Another topped the bill, which fight. I actually yards fighting on. Another great fight. You know what Liam Williams is all about. He'll bring it. I haven't tough. forgiven Hamza for the things he did to Bradley Skeet. I've got that. I'm like an elephant. I remember these yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not over that, no? No, I'm not. Okay, no. right. But he's a good fighter, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's very good. You've got to appreciate he's a good fighter. He is, yeah. And um, I think, you know, being up the weight as well suits him. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a great fight. I think Liam Williams, him's a great fight. I fancy Shiraz in it, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. But this is a sort of a coming of age fight for Shiraz in many ways because Williams is a world-class operator you know, he's been there so good yeah. fight right yeah. that's it for episode 59 next week we'll be with Kyle the old man carrier Frotch don't forget to tune in imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details support comes from ServiceNow, the ai platform for business transformation you've heard the hype around ai the truth is ai is only as powerful as the platform it's built into ServiceNow is the platform that puts ai to work for people across your business removing friction and frustration for your employees supercharging productivity for your developers providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.